You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, I'm Kim Bloomer. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Jeannie Thomason, the other host. And today our show is the Bird Lovers Dance because we're going to be speaking with Irina Schultz. She is the founder of Bird Lovers Only Rescue and, of course, the now famous Dancing Cockatoo Snowball, which is how we found out about her. But, um, Jeannie, we really want to focus on the real story um, about this today, don't we? Exactly. I think people need to know that birds aren't just cute little toys. No, and, and, and there's something really amazing what caught me about Snowball. It wasn't just that he was a dan- dancing to a song. He was, there's something more to it for me. I've watched that video at least a hundred times. <laughs> and it, there's something more going on there. And that's really what we want to focus on today and share with people. Um, more than the hype that you're seeing on, uh, you know, a lot of the, the shows. And I understand that this is a great way to bring awareness about bird rescue, to bring awareness about the nature of birds. And, and this is how Snowball is helping his feathered friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we share this. And before we get into talking with Irina, we're just going to hear from one of our radio friends here, and we'll be right back after this. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally, we'll be right back. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. And we're back, and I'm Kim Bloomer, and together with... (laughs) 
Bottini Thomason, and we are speaking with Irina Schultz today, the founder of Bird Lovers Only Rescue. Welcome, Irina. I have been waiting to talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am just so excited to be here. I'm glad that you are, and of course, like I said um, when we opened the show, that I was just so drawn. I mean, you're, you're, this video of Snowball just went around the world all over the internet and got the attention of the mainstream media as well um, and and I think because they were just so a lot of people were entertained by the fact that he was dancing to this song by the Backstreet Boys <laughs> and um, but for me and Jeannie because we're uh, we're animal lovers and of course we're educators in the world of um, animal health and the human animal bond I, I saw something deeper in it for me, and I'm still drawn to him. That's why his video is on you know, the, the Blog Talk Radio site. It's also on our main site. And when I really am having you know, some stress in my life or things going on that I'm just frustrated with, I go and watch this video so he can bring me back and ground me um, and remind me of why I'm doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, it, it's interesting that you do say that because that is, seems to be the reason why he has become so popular. Um, I think that because there is so much negative news out there and we have such humdrum lives sometimes that people need a release. They need to be able to laugh and they need to be able to laugh sometimes so hard that they cry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Snowball does that for people. He does. And you know what? I actually catch myself. I know when he pauses to get back on. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. I pause with him, and then I say, okay, and here we go. And I know the words yeah. of the song. I would have never known the words to that song. I mean, I like hip-hop music, but I would have never. I didn't listen to the Backstreet Boys, I'll be honest. But now I love this song because of him. <laughs> and I know when he's going to do that little head swing thing. Yeah. He's going to get jiggy all around it and go up and down. And, and it, what fascinated me was that he knows when he's off Yes. He'll yes. stop, he'll listen, and then he'll pick it up. Isn't that yes. incredible? And you watch him when he's listening, when he stops and he gets it and he starts kind of bump, you know, bobbing up and down. I think a lot of people, Irina, may not know that a lot of his moves are typical of a cockatoo, aren't they? Yes. Um, he's not unusual. There, there are other birds that do dance. I mean, even cockatiels will dance. Mm-hmm. Um, the unusual thing about him is that he will continue to dance. <laughs> he will actually lift his feet way up in the air. Mm-hmm. He is just so enthusiastic of a dancer. I've never seen anything like it, and I've had birds for 47 years. Oh, my goodness. You do have, and you have, and I did notice, and this, and I don't know if anybody has commented on you, but to you about this, but as I watch this, I'm watching the birds in the background as well. My eyes are focused <laughs> right. on snowball, but there's one in the left of the video, and that yes. bird is dancing too. Yes, he's bobbing <laughs> up and down. That, mm-hmm. that bird happens to only have one eye. Oh, that's a special what kind of bird? needs. Pardon? What kind of bird is that one? That one's a Congo African gray. Oh, and that okay. area that we have those particular birds in, those are all special needs. They all either have some sort of um, eyesight disability or walking disability. So we keep them separated from the other birds. We don't mm-hmm. want them picked on. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, and how many birds do you have now, Irina? Ah, we have approximately 25 to 30 right now. 
Uh, most of them are large birds, mm-hmm. so we kind of have to limit as to how many we take in. If they were, if we had a lot of smaller birds, we could take in more, and it's just because they're lower maintenance and. Of course, the cages are smaller. We mm-hmm. we have flight cages to where they could go in there. But um, with the large birds, no, you can't have as many. Mm-hmm. And these large birds are also a lot more. I think they're more they're more work, but they're more there's more to them, aren't? Isn't there? There's more involved in what you have to do. Yes, they are so high maintenance. The cockatoos and macaws are very much so high maintenance. And I have a little loose bird here Aww. that missed me, so she came over to say hello. Well, hello. wonderful. <laughs> She's welcome to be on the show. <laughs> Go ahead and it's introduce a little, her. <laughs> it's a little rainbow lorry rescue. Oh, they're Aww. beautiful. And they are. Yes, they are. They they are poopy birds, though. Yes, they are. <laughs> Very wet. <poopy> they, <laughs> yes, they they have a nectar diet, so they squirt everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to be real careful. And these are things that people don't know. I don't think typically. Irina, I remember um, back when the show um, Beretta was on. Yes, the cockatoo on that show, and I'm not sure what that did for the state of bird welfare everywhere. I don't know because everybody sees the sweet, fun side to the birds. Mm-hmm. They see a, a talking bird, a beautiful bird, a cuddly bird, but they don't see the other side <laughs> once the filming stops. Right. Well, you know, Snowball is a teenager, isn't he? Yes, he is. A and very rebellious is- teenager. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would you, and I know we're going to talk about all sorts of things. We're probably going to go all over the page here today with the different things because I really want to make people aware of what is involved and what your days are like and so forth so they'll understand not only that your life is so, how much dedication you put into this, but what really is involved in having a a large bird especially. Um, But, you know, as a teenager, things change in their hormonal, just like a human, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Their personalities will change. Um, when they're babies, they, they tend to go to anyone. They love everyone and no, no personality quirks yet. Mm-hmm. As they go through adolescence, just like a human being, mm-hmm. you'll start to go through this rebellious stage and the hormones kick in and blah, blah, blah. You change. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with a bird. Birds are so incredibly human-like, and, and it's hard to describe them. They are unlike dogs and cats. Dogs and cats won't hold a grudge against you. A bird will. Mm-hmm. Um, once they go through this adolescent change, they can become bitey, mm-hmm. aggressive, scream incessantly. The cockatoos especially, they have this knack for separation anxiety. If you leave the room, they will literally scream and scream and scream for you. And a lot of the problem is not the bird itself, because the bird is just being a bird. Mm-hmm. It's the owner. Right. They don't know, oh, the bird's screaming, I have to go. I have to attend to this bird. No, the bird's training you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, 
It's actually saying, okay, I've got this person trained. All I have to do is scream my head off and he'll come over here, give me treats to quiet me down or, mm-hmm. you know, pick me up and, and give me kisses. No, you can't do that. And it's it's such... It's so hard to explain to somebody you'd ha- actually have to see this and and be a, and go in there and hear. I mean, you can right. hear even in even just the, the videos that Snowball has done. He does scream. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> even thinking, some of the, but he's screaming. <laughs> yes, and some of the comments on YouTube are, I love this video. It's very funny. But what's that annoying screaming? Oh, well, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, huh? How interesting that they wouldn't see. That's what I mean. That's why we're doing this show today. Is because we and Jeannie and I have, have made it a point because we had done so many um, dog and cat shows in the past to do bird and horse and other animals this year especially birds, because they are so popular or gaining popularity, too. Mm-hmm. And we really want people to understand that, Irina. I know that you have come to this relationship with uh, Snowball, and but I'm sure it didn't happen the first day you walked in there and picked him up, did it? No. Um, it was kind of an odd thing. It He was cautious, but he seemed to choose me. Mm. A new mate. Mm-hmm. A new mate. Mm-hmm. Because his old one had left and it really insulted and offended him that she left him. And the sad thing is that birds don't understand when a human, their human mate leaves for college, the, the person can't explain to them, okay, I love you very much, but I have to leave for college now. I'll be back in a year or in a few months. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that. They view that as they don't love me anymore. Right. And they take it personally. It's like as if your spouse were to just leave. Up and leave. Mm-hmm. Up and leave. You come home from work, all his things are gone. He's gone, the car is gone, and then he comes back in a year and says, Honey, I'm home. How do you react? Oh, yeah, give me a big kiss. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's what she expected. She expected a big kiss from Snowball, Mm -hmm. and instead she got a bite. So, explain, Irina, how that is in the wild. When they mate, isn't it for life? Yes, they do. And cockatoos are also notorious for killing their mates. I mean, that's a terrible thing, but people need to be aware of that. Yes. And the thing about the male cockatoos, and I'm glad you brought this up, because as much as I love Snowball, he is an extraordinarily aggressive bird. Mm. He, since he views me as his mate... There is something that clicks in his head, and when I discussed this with his vet of many years, um, she had even said, so if there was ever a bipolar bird, this would be it. And I had to laugh, and I said, you know, you're right. I can't think of a better way to explain it, Mm -hmm. because he'll be fine and sweet and loving, and there is nothing that triggers it. But something, a chemical reaction or something will click in his brain and he's on the attack. He doesn't just bite. He literally will latch on and repeatedly attack. Mm. So I always have to make sure that 
he's in a subdued frame of mind because if he's not, I'll know that that's what I'm going to expect from him. Right. Wow. So, yeah, and he's that sweet, adorable bird on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think it's real important that people hear this because you know, I'm almost wondering, Irina, if you're going to find out, because I know you're doing some studies with, uh, with him and the music, mm-hmm. if the music isn't partly what soothes him, what keeps him um, balanced, you know, just it, like a bipolar person. Yes, you know, it does seem that way because he is the happiest bird on earth when he's dancing. Mm. <laughs> it just seems to change him. Isn't that something? And, you know, again, I mean, they have, we're all unique beings on this earth, mm-hmm. and every one of us has different challenges health-wise, mentally, you know, uh, physically, and in every other way. Right. So why wouldn't an animal? Exactly. And it, it's something that you would have to enjoy. Some people, if they're in a terrible mood, they clean. <laughs> yeah, some people will. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's not me. You know, but there are other people who maybe will mm-hmm. sing a song or pick up a guitar or you know, just whatever your whatever your release is. And it seems like for Snowball, his release happens to be dancing. Hmm. Now, that I can relate to, though. Actually, I'm more like snowball. Music will change my mood. Yes. And dancing will. Yes. Um, it, I forget about all the problems, all the stress. Um, and he might be like a, a type A personality, too, for all you know. I yeah. Think. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a, a job, a focus, you know, and maybe the dancing brings that to him. I mean, he, you know, there are dancers in this world who live for dancing. Yeah. There are people who live for their music, you know, musicians, and there are people who, whatever, and why wouldn't an animal have the same needs and, and wants and desires? Yeah, I just, right. It's just, you know, he, he's just happened to be caught during the video age. Right. Where he, you know, where you could share that with right. maybe Maybe there have been others in the past, but they didn't have this kind of technology to share with other people or around the world. Exactly. But I do think what it has done is help bring awareness, you know, first of all, why there's even a need for your rescue. I mean, exactly. you have um, 25, 30 birds, you yeah. say, and mm-hmm. you know, I imagine that consumes your life. Oh, God, it does. <laughs> it is your life. Huh? It, it is my life. Mm-hmm. 80 plus hours a week, we have people relinquishing on New Year's Day. Mm. Yeah, and it, we had one relinquished on New Year's Day because this man was driving around with this macaw in a cage in his van trying to find somewhere to take this bird because his son was going to be evicted that day because of the bird being so loud because he lived in an apartment. Mm. He it was either you go or the bird goes. And so he had to give the bird up. Right. And it was a wonderful bird, and it really wasn't all that loud. I mean, I'm used to the large right. bird. <laughs> yeah. So to me it was nothing. But for somebody who's living next door beyond this thin wall that that divides them yes it is something especially if they're working shift work and they're trying to sleep during the day and this bird is screaming Mm -hmm. so and and people don't think about that you might have a barking dog and that's annoying but then these birds (laughs) yes they can be kind of loud well tell us Irina first of all how you even got involved in this kind of rescue We did it. It just was a natural occurrence. It was the next step. 
um, what we were doing is, I, well, I've had birds all my life. And then once I became more aware of the situation with so many displaced birds that I stopped purchasing them new as babies, and then I started rescuing them myself. And we had a couple of vet friends who would recommend us to people who wanted to relinquish their birds, and it didn't matter at that time what kind of bird it was. If it needed a home, I took it in. Mm -hmm. And we would get um, pet shops referring people also. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where, okay, we can only take in so many because then I'm, I'm... Wearing myself too thin. I cannot spend enough time with all of them without them getting some sort of behavioral problems. So I had to put a cap on it, and I had to open up as a business mm-hmm. because I couldn't just say no after a certain, after a certain point right. because the vets continued to call. The pet shops continued to call. So it was just a natural progression. It was the next step. So that's what happened. And you now have a staff and people who rotate helping you with the cleaning and the feeding and and all of that, right? Actually, I have one cleaning lady that I hired. She comes in on Tuesday and Friday mornings and she helps me. So today was major cleaning day. Mm. Oh, and I know that... um, if, if she doesn't come, that's an all-day process for you, right? Yes, it is. And bless her heart, even though I do pay her, I still am so grateful to her because this is so much work to clean these cages and scrub them down. It's it's a lot of work. Well, I only have one cage, and I can definitely relate. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. He, he, he does. All-day job. You know makes messes, doesn't he, Jeannie? Well, you know, he doesn't like having newspaper in the bottom of his cage. Since he turned 13 years old, he decided that just wasn't to be anymore. He'd rather shred it all over the floor within seconds. He got to the point where he was grabbing it out of my hands, you know. Oh, my gosh. So I have to pull the tray and clean it, you know, all day long. It's it's really messy, so I can only imagine what you have to go through. Well, yeah, and I just think that the the good thing that Snowball Snowball did was drive people to your website to read mm-hmm. the learn. And hopefully what we're going to talk about here um, for the remainder of the show, even after we take a break, is that um, to talk about, you know, what that entails. You know, and, and how, how, Irina, do... What, what would be your pri- first pr- um, recommendation to somebody who is considering having a bird and they've never had a bird before and especially one like snowball <laughs> uh that oh boy research <laughs> loaded question huh yes the number one thing is research 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 mm-hmm. do there is so much information out on the internet you don't even have to buy books if if you mm-hmm. can't afford them because I know that there's a, I, I have such a library of, of bird books that you, you can really run up a, a, a huge bill just buying books. But there, there is really no excuse for not knowing the things that are harmful to birds or all the behavioral problems because there are sites to find that will give you this information. MyTwos.com, I know it weighs heavily on the negative, but it's only because 
you may go to this site or that site, and they'll tell you about the the wonderful side of the bird. They don't tell you the full picture on how the cockatoos are notorious for feather plucking, for mutilation out of boredom. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's just there's so much to learn out there, and that is what you really need to do first before purchasing a bird or adopting a bird is research it. Okay, and would you think that um, going and visiting a rescue like yours or going and um, talking with people who have worked with these birds and getting a real feel for them, how they sound and and, um, how they act and and knowing what their wild nature is. Don't you think that would be enough? That is excellent. And that's oftentimes what we do is um, because the cockatoos are screamers and they do tend to uh, suffer from separation anxiety, we walk the people into the bird room. And that's where all the big birds are. And then we say, okay, now let's walk out. And then you can listen to all the screaming that goes on <laughs> as soon as you walk out. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, they're holding their ears. And I said, yeah, <laughs> this is what you're faced with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people, they're like, hmm. Maybe I don't want a cockatoo. What is that Amazon like over there? <laughs> so you, you open know, up a whole, whole new can of worms. <laughs> yes, yes. But at least they realize because we don't want to adopt a bird to them if a year from now or two years from now they're going to just end up relinquish it, or even worse, if they're going to be yelling at the bird mm-hmm. because that's something that we've seen and heard stories of too Mm -hmm. is that people will yell at the bird to shut up and they don't understand what that word means they just know they're getting attention and drama exactly they figure it's just like a toddler if you can't get good attention for the the nice coloring job that you just did in the coloring book let's take the crayons and write all over Mm -hmm. mom's walls and that's the same way for these these birds, if they can't get your attention any other way, they're going to scream, they're going to flap around, they're going to pluck, they're going to do whatever it is that is necessary to get your attention. Right. Well, when we come back from this short break, what we're going to do is talk a little bit more in depth about a lot of that. And um, the purpose is not to discourage people from wanting a bird or getting a bird. The idea is to prevent them having to be placed in a rescue eventually because of lack of knowledge. So (laughs) when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about this with Irene, and we'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. 
contains human? What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. I'm Kim Bloomer, together with Jeannie Thomason, and we are speaking today with Irina Schultz of Bird Lovers Only Rescue, and she has the wonderful dancing cockatoo snowball. Um, Irina, I was kind of wondering if he would like that song. (laughs) (laughs) He seems to like a real smooth beat. I watched him dance to Huey Lewis in the news, and that was really hysterically funny to me. I don't know why, but I mean, him doing that head-banging stuff was pretty interesting. Oh, gosh. You know, it's funny because um, we were just interviewed by Bird Talk Magazine, and they wanted four exclusive videos of Snowball, you know, never before seen. So we had to shoot some new um, videos of him, and he was just more than happy to apply. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) But we used one of these Joan Jett tunes called Bad Reputation. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Did he, he like it? So, oh, my God. He was so hilarious on Oh, this. wow. He just headbanged and headbanged throughout <laughs> the entire thing. He looked like such a punk rocker. Oh. Tell him I like Joan Jett, too. Come on. You know, I'm a rocker <laughs> chick of the 80s, you know. So I, that's pretty funny. Snowball likes the, the 80s and 90s music, apparently. He sure does. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think that he's, he's especially bird there's a reason he's got this main purpose here yeah and his purpose is really bringing needed attention to understanding birds and right. nature and in the wild just for just for the sake of having people understand how these birds what is their natural habitat and how um, you know what type of um, an interaction do they have in the wild and I know that's kind of having to put it in a real tight nutshell here but just so people will have an overview of, of that well, I think it helps. I'm not, I'm not the expert at what they are like in the wild, but I do know that they are from Australia, and they do tend to bond for life. And I've heard that just from some studies that if a mate dies, they won't go for a new mate. Aww. We have a lot to learn from birds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes about, I do. You know, I mean, choose your mate and choose them wisely and That's keep right. them alive. That's right. <laughs> you know, and I really think that they actually, every different kind of animal species sets a tone for what we need to learn as humans in this world. I mean, they, they're, mm-hmm. they're born with um, all this knowledge that we're so lacking in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 
I think that it's interesting that um, through modern technology, Snowball has captured and shared a lot of what he does, like you said, is 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 part of his wild nature. Yeah. And um, would who knows? He might have been a dancing bird in the wild. <laughs> you just never know. Exactly. That, you know, he would have danced to the beat of a different drummer, I'm sure. But right. Still, you know, they have. It's showing the co- to me. It's showing the cognitiveness. It's right. showing their different abilities and, and and they're all individual. And they're all individuals. Yes. And but I do think that the most important thing for people is to. It's to get knowledgeable, like you said, Irina, to do their homework before they bring one home. And I really do think they should go and be around them. Yes. Um, you know, the very first dog, and I had a, a wanted a Great Dane, and I didn't know anything about Great Danes. And the wise breeder that I got him from, she made me come over there several times a week and bond with this dog and learn about him and learn and read and learn and read and go to the dog shows and everything so that I would be prepared for this particular breed of dog when I brought him home because even breeds are different. That is wonderful. And the the breeders like that, you would wish that every single one of them were like that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not all are. No, not right. all are. And Jeannie and I, of course, share the ones who are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we want people to be aware of that also. And not, again, there's going to be, there are good people like you, Irina, who do great things to help educate and teach about whatever animal it is. You know, you're drawn to birds and those are, those are your animal of choice. But, um, and there are people who are going to do wrong things. Right. But I think the key to eliminating a lot of what you see, especially in rescue, is to educate. And that's, that's actually why we're sitting here talking, because it, your focus is education. Yes. And yes. I know that there are things that people can do to help support your organization. So uh, before we talk about that, though, um, I'd like to give your website a couple of times here, but um, through, before towards the end of the show, but it's birdloversonly.org, and you also have a blog, don't you? Yes, we do. And it educates on um, a lot of the health issues for birds. Yes, and yes. It's a, it's not a blog to where people can write in. We wanted to keep it informational and educational. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think it's important because you do talk about a lot of the different, you know, illnesses that can befall a bird. Right. And um, that I don't think people may be aware of. You know, they have a whole different. They have different needs. You know, I think the, the one of the things that we've talked about on our shows in the past is that everybody thinks every animal's a dog. Mm-hmm. And the important thing to know about birds is that unlike dogs and cats, birds can actually mask their illnesses so well because out in the wild, they can't show weaknesses towards a predator. Because if they look unhealthy or weak or tired or vulnerable in any way, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're, they're alone that. for dinner. And so it's just instinctual that they mask their illness. So anytime you walk in the room, they'll perk up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think that dogs and cats do on a different level, um, partly is that they've been so domesticated, yeah. especially dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, birds aren't that domesticated. No, they're not. And um, we're still learning. I mean, we're still in the infant stages of learning about them. Yes. Um, so I think that that you know, a lot of people. I remember when you were on the Letterman show. Yes, I did watch that video. <laughs> I was. I don't like that. Well, how can I say this, Irina? 
I was so pleased with you, but him I wanted to knock in the head. (laughs) Yeah, because he had cut me short. He asked, well, how are these birds as pets? And I said, well, yeah, they're wonderful. And then I wanted to say, but. But, right. And then I didn't get that chance because he put his hand up by snowball and I'm like oh god I saw that and I cringed oh man is he going to get nailed yes (laughs) exactly and I thought gee I can just see the headlines tomorrow right so (laughs) I, I didn't want that to happen and he kept on trying to pet I him and I that. knew yeah. I knew he was trying to be funny and you know he's a he's a comedian he's trying to put on a funny show mm-hmm. and that's his job but you know I was just so worried and he I could he said to you well he he's friendly to you and you went yeah he knows me yes mm-hmm. yes yeah, there people we go. don't realize just because yeah. you can walk up and, and turn them over on their back or scratch their neck or whatever. Exactly. That, you know, they're not going to let just anybody do that. No. See, and that's the thing that people don't know. I mean, and he he also brought you the bird poop at the end, which I wanted to... That was <laughs> in the head. I was like, why are you doing that? And no, it's not really funny to me. Of course, I'm an animal person, and so I was offended. But um, yeah, I know I could see where he was trying to be funny in the whole thing, and you had a great sense of humor about it. But, you know, Snowball was a little bit... I think when the audience all cheered, it kind of was like, ooh. Yeah, because of the volume. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to imagine just how loud all the people laughing and applauding at once can be, and it's a distraction. He's not used to, sure. you know, 500 people in an audience over here. Mm-hmm. And as much as he enjoys the camera and, and being a ham <laughs> in front of people with cameras, oh, my God. <laughs> I we were, and, I was, and that was something else that people uh, may not have understood. And, I, and I, I thought, in a way, in a way, Irina, the, the thing that you can take away from that is that you were showing people you can't just walk up and pet these like you might a dog. Right. You, you can't, you know, they're a different animal, and they have a different way of thinking. Right. And intelligent in its own, in his, in his own right. And the important thing is that we understand the species, you know, their nature. I think Jeannie and I have come to this conclusion that if we could just teach the nature of animals, we wouldn't even have to teach people how to feed them and keep them healthy. Right. They would know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if they knew the nature of that animal that yeah. they've chosen to bring home. You know, look at them in the wild and then accordingly care for them. Right. And, and it's we, not easy. No. It's not easy. And we have tried to make everything so convenient and it's really making our animals sick mm-hmm. and it's, it's increasing the need for rescues because nobody understands the nature of any animal. I, I, we've, we're so far removed from um, the farms that America was founded upon and so we don't understand animals at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, not even our, our own dogs and cats, let right. alone bring a bird into the household. You know? Yeah, and so it's a very important commitment, isn't it, Irina? How long, if you were to have just one bird, what would you say the level of commitment would be to a person considering having one? Time-wise, you mean? Time-wise. For just one bird? Now, that depends, that depends on the size of the bird. The cockatoos and macaws are very demanding. Um, if you have a full-time job, uh, for instance, it's really not a good idea to have a cockatoo if you have a full-time job. If you're gone from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., it's not the ideal situation. 
if you have a part-time job that's much more acceptable for a cockatoo, just because you have to have this bird out of its cage, the more that you have it in its cage, not only is it bad for the bird, but it's going to become cage territorial. It's not going to want to interact with you. There are people who apply to our rescue who actually do have 12-hour work days, and they think that taking the bird out for half an hour is fine. Mm. It isn't. It isn't. Oh, my goodness. And I know that, um, you know, your work with Snowball, that he's getting um, tested for, you know, this this thing with music. Mm-hmm. But he is actually becoming a spokesbird pretty much for these larger birds, isn't he? Yes, he is. And yeah. I'm very grateful. I, he's like a godsend because he's actually drawing more people to our site where they can actually learn, they can see the full picture. Mm -hmm. Um, Insofar as the music studies are concerned, um, back in October when this whole media frenzy began with him, I was contacted by Dr. Patel from the Neurosciences Institute in San Diego, Mm -hmm. and he asked about doing some collaborative studies regarding music as to whether Snowball adjusts to the rhythm changes, the speed of the music, will he dance faster if it's a faster song, will he dance slower if it's a slower tune. And at the time I thought, oh God, I have no time. I'm like a deer in headlights with <laughs> you know, all this media contacting mm-hmm. me all of a sudden. And then a few weeks later I, I wrote him back and I said, you know what, this is something that has a little bit of, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a long-term study, and it's more meaningful. It's right. not just dancing. It's studying right. how he reacts, how quickly he reacts. And so I said, okay, let's do that. So we've just completed a second round of videos um, for that study, and what it is is that he has the technology to speed up that Backstreet Boys tune in increments of 5%. That is so cool. Without changing the pitch. Hmm. Uh, so it doesn't sound like the chipmunks when he speeds right. it up to plus 20%. And likewise, he can decrease it in increments of 5% without changing the pitch. I think he goes according to tempo, personally. I mean, yeah. watching him. I'm he watching does. Him. He knows when he's on beat and when yeah. he's not. Mm-hmm. And he knows the tempos. He yes. does adjust to the different speeds. Mm-hmm. The yeah. interesting thing was... And does a little bit different things, too, like when yes, he has been he mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because if he cannot keep up with that beat, he does something else so that he can. Mm-hmm. And that's that. noticeable. That's that's interesting. It is very noticeable. Of course, if you've watched these videos as many times as I have, <laughs> I can help. I don't know if I've watched them as many times, but I've seen a, I've seen a few different ones, and it's it's obvious, you know that. And like like we talked about earlier, if he if he's not sure, he waits, you know, right. till he gets the beat. Right. And it's just really something. It is something. Well, Irina, we are running down to the end of the show, and I'd really like to have um, people know what they can do to help you. 
Uh, I know that I, for one, am want to get a, get a Rockatoo t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God, the Rockatoo t-shirt would really help your organization and show off Snowball at the same time. And uh, I told my husband already yesterday I want a Rockatoo t-shirt. <laughs> and, um, you also have a lot of these videos compiled onto a DVD that's available, right? Yes, we do. And, and these help the organization. Yes, he does. Um, the most that we do sell are the DVDs. And people actually get them as dance videos so they can do aerobics. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And, and we'll have comments from people who receive them, and they say, oh, thank you. We love the video. I do all my aerobics to this now. Oh, I know. It's DVD so now, too. <laughs> yeah. So we actually, we've been getting people write in and say, well, I already have this original video, but you're putting more videos out. Can you do a second video? Mm-hmm. So oh. we will have a second DVD, and it will be more focused on like an aerobicized type of... Oh, wow. Hey, that is a great idea because I do sometimes do that kind of a workout myself here at home when I've missed my morning run. Yeah. And, uh, I can't think of anything better than to just rock out with my yeah. favorite rock whisper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, it's, <laughs> and it's fun. It's funny. So And the T-shirt, though, I hope everybody will go to birdloversonly.org buy the t-shirt, buy the DVD, help support this, and then do your homework so that you can help these birds have a forever home. Yes. And I think that that's the most important thing. We are going to put you on the spot now, Irina, before we close the show, and ask you what words of wisdom would you like to leave our audience impressed with? Oh, God, you couldn't have asked me this in an email. Um, Words of wisdom. Oh, God. As regards the birds, let's put it that way. Yeah. The, the only words of wisdom I would have is do research. The birds are very, very, very complicated animals, and they are very human-like. They've expressed uh, the same feelings and emotions that, that people do, such as jealousies, grudges, anger, sadness, happiness, they all have those same feelings and emotions, and they, they, you need to do the research. It's out there. Ask your vet. Um, ask anybody. Call up a rescue and ask to volunteer at them. Hey, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a really you know, that's the best way to know whether you want a bird or not because otherwise you'll ad- you'll adopt a bird or purchase a bird and you don't know the cleaning involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, the icky stuff to it, mm-hmm. too. Well, so, thanks, Snowball, from us for being with us today and for him bringing us together to share with our audience all the wonderful things you're doing. And we hope that everybody will go visit www.birdloversonly.org and be part of the solution and help these birds have forever homes. I guess that's all we have for today. Tomorrow, join us as we talk about exempting pets from from senior pets and sick pets from the rabies vaccine. Um, and Jeannie, I don't know if you have anything to say, but I know we have to say, have a tail wagon, hoof stomping. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, 
every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally. <laughs>